Thank you for tuning into our Restore Tech podcast, where we answer questions from you about anything related to church tech. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, text us at 831-244-0333 or email them to staff at restoreconference.com. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Restore Tech podcast here. I am here with Riley Monzo. It's great to be here. Mm. What's up, Bernard? Hey, Riley. So we just got done with our Sunday night service and we're recording this. So that's right, that's right. After a full Sunday, please uh, <laughs> excuse any grogginess. Or... These are the best moments of the day, man. Just yeah. after everything's happened. Been up for 16 hours or so, mm. seven, 18 hours. <laughs> Get maybe an uh, hour nap in in between. Maybe. I don't know if you do. You got little ones running around your house. For me, a nap constitutes not having to change a diaper or deal with a toddler tantrum. You don't even have to be asleep. You just have to not have that going. Just like seeing my wife and being able to have a conversation with her without a distraction is a quote-unquote nap. I like that. So yes, I did have a nap this afternoon. Good. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, Riley, why don't you tell... um, some of the listeners, just a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Calvary. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast, man. It's an honor. Mm. I've listened to a couple of the episodes so far, and uh, I know you've done one with Duffy and Becca and Ian. Yeah. I don't know when this one's coming out, but... Easter. I love those. Um, Literally volunteers. April 1st. Oh, it will come out yeah, on Yeah, this Easter. will come out on Easter. Wow. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, you guys are probably all exhausted. He I is bet. risen. He is risen He's indeed. Risen. Oh, yeah. How does that go? Yeah, it's he's risen, he's risen indeed. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I botched it. Oh, sorry. That's this okay. is great podcasting right now. Mm, um, I forgive you. So my name is Riley. I lead our young adult ministry here at Calvary. I also oversee some of our video projects, video, I'm sorry, I already said video, video, uh, photo, and then um, I do some design stuff with you. And um, yeah, man, I love it. Been here at the church for about 10 years. Right. This was your 10-year anniversary yeah like two weeks ago well, i guess now when the podcast is coming out probably like a month nice a month ago mm-hmm. yeah so yeah man i love being here at the church i love serving with you looking forward to um to easter and uh all that god's gonna do that day it's gonna be so exciting yeah yeah so um so yeah with the with the planning of this podcast I hope this one will drop on easter sunday so obviously um if you guys are listening to this and you're involved in church tech in any way you are you're probably exhausted you're probably not listening to this right now you're probably zonked out true so maybe sleeping. you'll be listening to this on uh april 2nd so. yeah maybe um but yeah i wanted to take um this podcast specifically to talk about easter type things let's talk about um it. when it comes to church tech and just churches in general so i did send um send you riley just kind of three or four questions um just to get us thinking about this topic. Yeah. Um, so the first one that doesn't really have to be just tech specific, but yeah. I thought personally as well, is um, what do you look forward to when it comes to Easter? Yeah, it's a great question, dude. And I have to say, you know, you sent me these questions in advance, but listeners, please don't hold me accountable to all of these. <laughs> like I said, it's late on Sunday. I expected you to write like three paragraphs on each question. That's why I sent it to you. That's three right. Days in That's right. I got to get reviews from you. No, man, everyone but, knows on your break on Saturday, this is all you're doing. Oh, right? yeah, dude. I'm thinking about this the whole time. Bro. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, man, I'm looking forward to Easter. I look forward to Easter every year 
um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think more on a personal note, like you kind of alluded to, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I love the resurrection story. I am engulfed by it. It is like what has given me so much reason and purpose in my life. And so to have a day where the church comes together, we celebrate the risen Jesus, there's like just nothing better for me. You know, I know we do that here at our church every Sunday. We're a very Jesus-focused church, but man, there's just something very unique about Easter Sunday. I think it's probably just a combo of, you know, it's just on the church calendar. And so we like look ahead to it and we have, you know, Lent and Maundy Thursday and Good Friday and kind of it's like everything Palm Sunday, everything leading up to Easter. So there's like a lot of anticipation. Um, so that's exciting. But, you know, there's like a lot of people on campus, people who are being dragged to church by their families. Like <laughs> I love seeing all that stuff, dude. Like just everybody dressed the, up. Like and little boys in suits and girls in their flower dresses. How awesome is that? So cute. I just love all that, man. So <laughs> I'm just looking forward to celebrating Jesus with the church. And, uh, you know, like more on a, I guess like technical side, like stuff that you and I would talk about is I, I like thinking about um, like a new design that we're going to make for Easter. I like thinking about collecting some new photos for our photography ministry. I love thinking about um, scheduling a video team and getting some footage of the Sunday. And I just kind of all that, that's kind of exciting to me too. So I love that time of the year for that. How about you? Yeah, I definitely say the same thing. I, I kind of wrote down it's the amount of energy and excitement kind of mm. throughout the day Yeah, that I've heard a lot of people talk about that Easter is kind of like the Super Bowl for churches, <laughs> yeah. where it's kind of like that day where you pull out all the stops, you know, you get like yeah. twice as many people, you've yeah. got the CEO Christians, the Christmas and Easter <laughs> only that come, and Jesus still loves those people, and it's awesome that they're able to make it out to church. Um and one thing that our staff does that I really enjoy is the um, vision casting of being like, this is what our regular Sundays could be in the future. Right. So it's like, you never yeah. know. And it's just the thought of that, like, man, we could get to a point where, you know, we're doing like the seven, uh, we're doing a sunrise service, like right. a 7 a.m., right. 9, 11, 1. And what if we did a 6 p.m. 2, we did right. a 6 p.m. on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Just like the thought of that many people being able to come out to like our facility mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, we try and do more of like a parking ministry that we've started oh, yeah. at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. And like just having that kind of adds to the like intentionality of the Sunday. Totally. Dude, I got to um, stop you right there, though. Like, don't don't try to get us to do a 7 a.m. service here, man. That's, <laughs> no, nobody's trying to do 7 a.m. services. You don't want to go back to that? We had that at one time. It was. And it was really tough. It, it was. was really brutal. I mean, I love. Hey. I love the people who went out to that. If you're listening to this podcast, I love you. So <laughs> thankful for that time, but it, it has stopped, and I think for good reason. It, true, <laughs> but you never know. That's right. That's right. It just could be one. It just could be Nate. Yeah, he'll he'll show up. He'll just love the way ukulele. Oh yeah, just like teaching. There you go, man. There you go. Um, yeah. So it's really just fun, and like you said, for churches to anticipate this day, and yeah. that you know we. Our church spends like a good month, two months planning it, mm -hmm. being really intentional planning. with it. Um, and so with that kind of flowing into the second question is, um, I believe we as church creatives or church techs sometimes try and do maybe too many things for like Easter specific oh, to, you know, kind of make it like this special day. So let's try out this new thing or this mm -hmm. new technology we figured out. 
So in your opinion, what's the hardest thing we have tried to accomplish for an Easter specific weekend? Yeah, I think you're so right, dude. Like there's a um I think a mentality around Easter where yeah, you want to kind of make things a little bigger, a little more louder, a little more fuller, more colorful. Um, yeah, spend a little more money, kind of do more advertising, all this stuff. I totally get that. We 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 like to do that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, we 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 like to make Sundays a big deal already, but Easter Sunday is just like it could be this great opportunity to bring in people to hear the gospel, to see people saved, and to see people become discipled through the local church and grow in their faith. And so, I think Easter is a really cool Sunday to kind of blow it up a little bit because, yeah, like you said, we're just being like intentional about that mission i think to see that really happen but uh for sure do you like we've we've tried to do too much I, i'll admit i've tried to do too much oh yeah and failed i remember a couple years ago you were here when we started sanctuary two is our second sanctuary on our campus we have our main sanctuary in, in a building and then across the way on the other side of campus we have this room that fits like i, I say like me like what do you think like 80 90 people yeah if that and uh man we launched that little sanctuary about 90 people um on an easter sunday that was 2012 right it might have been 2012 about six years ago yeah yeah it was before i was technically on staff was it okay i have heard of the infamous day (laughs) well you you've been around since like the whole development i was i was on staff like literally right after that like that summer i came on oh okay yeah yeah okay so you missed like the yeah kind of (laughs) d-day it was uh or e-day it was um oh gosh silly but uh it was it was a great effort you know and we still actually do our services in sanctuary to to this day it's taken a while that sanctuary has taken a few different forms right because of different like staffing and volunteers had to be it had to be a video only sanctuary that's right for a good like year or two yeah it was called the overflow i forgot about that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so So we've gone through a couple different yeah we just had the video feed and then it was two or three easters ago we re-relaunched it right of like live worship video teaching yeah good memory so we kind of did like a relaunch of what we did in 2012 just a couple years ago yeah but that was a really big day, man. We started this new venture where we said we're going to have a sanctuary where we record the video from our main sanctuary, put it on a DVR system in this other sanctuary, and pipe that over onto a big screen in this sanctuary that we call Sanctuary 2. And, uh, you know, with that, I mean, you think about that from a technical standpoint, just a, kind of like a nightmare, honestly. A lot of, um, we had to lay new fiber cable. We had to get a whole new system in place to be able to sync the video with the projectors and the audio on campus. And we had to implement these new touch screens for controlling different parts of our um, media racks. And there's just like a lot of stuff going on in there. And throw on top of that, we were trying to incorporate live worship as well. So it was like live worship, band, and then this recorded video piped in. And it was just like a lot to do. I think we maybe 
I think we may have started that two weeks before Easter, but the intention was that, hey, on Easter Sunday, we're going to have this um, full-on sanctuary ready for people to enjoy yeah. worship and teaching. But that was like probably the biggest thing I'd say that we've really tried to do here. And we had to pull in a, a company to really help us with that. And um, I've had good experiences with that. But yeah, it was pretty wild, man. It was pretty wild. It was actually yeah. initially called the West Sanctuary. That's right. We had the West Sanctuary and, and the, the East Sanctuary. Yeah. And so we called it the Wild Wild West. That's right. Sanctuary. It was the Wild West, man. Because for no rules. A good first two not two years, maybe one year of that whole system. It was just always buggy. Yeah, it was wild. And it was crazy. Speaking of that, uh, this Sunday, which was uh, March 18th, uh, right. was another terrible Sunday for Sanctuary <laughs> 2. Yeah. It um, was, hey, hey, to your defense, it was a great Sunday, but the, the technical issues that occurred were, I felt like, just kind of out of our control. That was so unlike anything we had experienced. Maybe you can talk about it's what surpri- happened. It's surprising when you can have a system for six years uh-huh. and still have problems come up that has never happened before. I was about to say, before. not only just problems, but brand new problems. Brand new problems. Yeah. Like, we've had similar problems several times mm-hmm. that we know how to fix. Um, and again, I still have to attribute, there's a weird powder outage, power outage on Friday Yeah. that... We, you know, we have surge protectors and everything for all our equipment, so nothing gets fried. Right. But even with those systems in place, I feel like something was still off. Yeah. And I kind of knew that coming in this Sunday. Yeah. And I was prepared, and Brenton, our worship pastor, sent me a text at like 6.30 when he got here hmm. saying already the projector was having problems. So I was like, <laughs> oh, man. it's going to be that day. It's going to be one of those Sundays. And Welcome thankfully... Thankfully, those Sundays are few and far between for us now. Yeah, um, it is good. I felt like when I first started, it was a good every other Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty monumental problem going on. But yeah, you know, we have this sophisticated DVR system that's supposed to sync video and audio together. And, you know, 9 o'clock service, going normal, went to go turn on the audio or the video, and no sound was coming. Right. Like, no lights on the soundboard at all. What? The heck. Yeah. Never man. happened before. Uh, rebooted literally every single part of the system. Still nothing. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the system's been working fine for a good year. And then two weeks before Easter, it's not working. Mm. So, I wonder why that's happening. <laughs> but then you got audio to work, but no video. So, it's like either That was or. just with the live stream. Oh. We okay. basically used the live... I what you're doing. Yeah, we basically were just using the live stream from our website and just yeah. putting on the projector. Everybody has to know that today, like when that was going on, like Bernard was kind of like running around and I, I had a decision to make. I was like, I could jump in right now and help or I could stand back and let him just think. And I was like, I'm just going to stand back for a minute. And that's very much appreciated. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes it's people's inkling to want to jump in and help. Right. And, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it is not. Right. Um, this situation today, it was good that you did not try to help. <laughs> um, because with it being the nature of the problem, I was not honestly I wasn't paying attention to anyone else oh, yeah. when they were talking. I was just kind of totally. like what's the problem? Yeah. It was like mega problem solving mode. Totally. Uh which still totally. didn't work. I still couldn't figure it out, but <laughs> I will try and figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um but that's a wise note on your part. And I also like I feel like in the past I've gotten pretty upset about these things mm. or felt like a failure. Yeah. You know, I didn't do a good job like troubleshooting stuff. 
And I can feel like that all the time. Right. And then right. today, my demeanor probably seemed like maybe I was frustrated, but I honestly was just trying to like keep a cool head. Like yeah. it's not the end of the world. People can still hear the sermon. It's going to still be available online. The only thing that was really a bummer was this Sunday we had the special stuff for the foster care right. ministry, or not our foster care ministry, but the foster care system in our county. Right. And so that was kind of a big deal because we had a really great video that you worked on. Our outreach coordinator was doing announcements, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of heart behind it. And the fact that the people in Sanctuary 2 weren't able to get kind of that full announcement, that was kind of the thing that I think sucked the most. Yeah. That this happened at that time. Um, but again, out of my hands, out of my <laughs> control. Uh, the hardest thing as a church tech to do in that situation is to keep other people calm. Yeah, dude, That's for sure. Like when you get for like sure. two or three pastors on you, asking you every five seconds, how's it going? When's it going to be fixed? That's when it can get stressful. Yeah. And that's when it's like, you you want people to read facial cues better. Like when you yeah. see someone running back and forth between two facilities several yeah. times, like maybe don't stop and try and talk to them. Yeah. I was trying to catch a lot of that for you today. So Thank if you. you're listening and you got someone on your team who's like the runarounder kind of person, however you can intercept that and be like, hey, pastor, it's cool. Like we're working on it. We got solutions coming yeah. forward. Yep. Work as a team. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's what I do. Still don't know what I'm doing, and it's been uh, almost uh, six years. <laughs> oh, you do a great job, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for me, I was similar to that, but I think the hardest thing we've tried to accomplish is doing um, video baptisms in service. Oh, that was hard. I remember that. Yeah, We like tried to use Skype for it, yep. and I feel like for some people in their facility, they can do it because they have like better camera placements and their mm-hmm. sanctuaries. But for us, we just didn't at the time have ideal cameras. And we also didn't have a way to get our camera feed on our main projector. So we had to do a little bit of a MacGyver status of, I got like a Logitech webcam, <laughs> webcam on Amazon, yeah. put on a tripod and ran like a hundred foot HDM, a hundred foot USB cable <laughs> to the iMac in the back of the sanctuary to I'll use a pro presenter. That. that was so classic. It's like we did it for a good like two, three years. And by the third year, like I got it down, but it was still like stressful beyond belief. Trying to like, I had to stand on a chair in the back of the sanctuary, tell the lyrics operator when to like switch the camera feed because if no one was getting baptized, it was just the pastor sitting in the pool with like the lyrics going under them. So it's like you don't want just like them on the state on the projector. So. It was a great, like, the first year we did it was awesome because a lot of people were super grateful for it, which is why we wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it was just, it wasn't easy with our system. But it was, like, still worth it, right? Like, to, to some degree, like, you yeah, think about I'd say it, you're so. like, oh, man, like, these people got to experience baptisms in that kind of way. Like, that was special for the church. That was special for the people who were being baptized. Mm-hmm. And it was... Like, it really was, like, a lot more work on your end. Like, I remember you running that cable and tying things down and troubleshooting things. And it was just kind of like a big, it was a big project. It was. But it really was, like, in that moment, I know we decided not to do that this year, but that really was, like, a blessing for our church. So thanks for just putting the time to, like, do it. And for anybody who's listening who is putting extra time for Easter this year to do something that you haven't done before, like, good on you. Because that stuff is important. And people are blessed by that. It's like you extending, 
I feel like God's love through a very practical, tangible um, piece of media or art or video. So good on you for doing it. Keep it up. It's Mm. good stuff. It's good to be able to kind of move things forward in that way and be uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's a good balance between, you know, doing the, we kind of had two good examples where it was like you had a a sanctuary launch Mm -hmm. and then kind of a new creative element of your service. Yes. Right. Um, you know, both are good. And then it's like, are both, are both things the right time to do them? Is that Easter? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, do you, and also I thought of one of the questions that we'll kind of breeze through because I want to go through, get to the last one better. But it was like, why do churches feel like they need to do extra for Easter? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like putting your best foot forward. Like you say, you want to be intentional right, um, right. with what you do. But then it's like, you don't want people to come to this like crazy intense service. And then like, oh, sweet. I'm going to go to that church like next week too. And they come and then it's back to like your regular stuff. Like. They might be like, okay, this isn't what, like, I was experiencing on Easter. Um, And so there's only so much that you can control what other people feel in that sense. But then, yeah, it's like, you know, if you do, if you launch something on Easter that's supposed to be a long-term thing, Mm -hmm. like the sanctuary, it's like, I feel like it's, it's almost better to do that earlier so that, so that you have it already established in your church Right. And you can figure out those problems before like the big day. It's kind of like if, um, well, I don't know if this is like exactly where you're going with this, but like I, I think about, so I, I lead worship as well. Like I was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. I lead worship as well. Oh, okay, um, cool. <laughs> so, uh, so I do that on Easter. I'm going to be doing that this Easter Sunday. I'll be leading a team. But I know in the past we've talked about having a choir, and we don't do choirs normally. Right, that's true. And uh, one of the things that's held us back from really doing that is because we don't really have like the resources to do that week in, week out. And uh, we could like try to pull something together for like a one day kind of thing. But um, I feel like it'd be misleading to like the culture of our church currently, just currently. Yes. That, um, that we don't have uh, a choir on Sundays. And so... Um, while it's still great to do something that's new and inventive and fun, there are, I think, some kind of guidelines potentially to say, like you were saying, hey, we don't want to lead people into thinking that this is exactly what we're all about. Um, If we do this, you want to have some discernment and say, hey, if we're going to move forward with this, like we want this to be like a potentially something we do like week in, week out, or like once a month or something like that. And if it's just kind of like a one-off time kind of thing, it could be potentially off-putting, especially, I guess, for me, like in a worship environment, because um, the the way that you sing, the songs you choose, the people on stage can say so much about your church and the family there and the culture that's been cultivated. And if you kind of throw out something that's a little bit false to what you're really going to move into or where you've been or what you're all about, and that can be kind of misleading. So I don't know if that's where you're kind of going, but that's one thing I was kind of thinking of as you were thinking about that. So I want to be misleading. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's like. You, I feel like you can get wrapped up in the like mm-hmm. Easter 
idea of this like special day that you just try and do maybe too much. Right, right. And then, yeah, you stress, you stress yourself out, you stress your team out. Mm-hmm. And then after that Sunday, it's like, okay, do we like keep this up? Mm-hmm. Or do we just like go back to the way things were? Right, um, right. But it is a good, yeah. It's, and I think the main thing I'm trying to get at is, you know, Easter may seem like a good time to, since it's a big day, to try new things. But I feel like that isn't necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Like Easter should be a little bit more like making sure that everything that you currently are doing, you do to your best ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have those other things that you want to try and do, try and do it beforehand so that you can have it like ready for Easter and like mm-hmm. troubleshoot it before Easter right. instead of like hyping up this big thing you're going to do and then just try and do it on Easter because it's a special day. Right, right. And then it's kind of like you're hurting those people who maybe have never been to your church and they might experience some some cockamamie thing that goes wrong that you didn't know was going to happen. Right. Yeah, and I know for some people who are listening to this, like, I mean, Bernard and I, I feel like we have such a privilege of being able to actually work for a church. Like, we both work here like, full time, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, we get to actually think about this stuff like day in, day out, troubleshoot throughout the week and on the weekends and stuff. But I know there's there's probably people who are listening who are like, oh, dude, I can't really do much new because I'm working 50 hours a week and I have a family at home and I'm just trying to get my computer to like load the new pro presenter or something like that, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, man, like obviously no pressure, I guess from us, I mean, I'm not sure how your pastor feels, but man, if you can just like continue just to do the best to your ability and to honor God in that, and to um, work hard with your hands, like it says in First Thessalonians, and to glorify God um, in that work, then praise God, man. If you have a pastor who wants to see new things happen and kind of do something bigger for Easter, I mean, you want to respect that for sure and want to come under that leadership and do what you can to make sure that it happens. But yeah, if it's like the case between like your pastor telling you, like, hey, we're moving in this direction, like, Let's make it happen. Right. As opposed to you being like, I just want to try something new and see if it works. I saw like, this other church do, do this. Let's try it. Yeah. Like, don't just try to do something new just because you saw Elevation Church do it. And you're like, let's just try it on Easter. Like, bad call. Yeah. Like, try to make sure you do that stuff beforehand. But definitely use, like, your Easter Sunday to do something fun for sure. I, I think it should just be, like, a fun day, man. I remember a small thing we did that was fun. It wasn't tech-related, but it's your wife does the hospitality stuff. Right, right. She had flavored creamers for the coffee. Oh, her first thing that she really did here at the church was on an Easter Sunday, and she got the coffee cart. Made. She got like a... That was a big deal. Yeah, that big was a deal. cool coffee cart mm-hmm. that for our church culture, coffee is a big deal. Yeah. You know, we have free coffee available for people. They can get specialty coffee if they want. Right. Available in the sanctuary. We've already got dirty carpet anyway. <laughs> I know people are always nervous. I was like, nope, bring your coffee in. No, we know you need it. Um, but yeah, just that one Easter, like there was like hazelnut flavor creamers or something. And like people talked and it was really, <laughs> people talked and it was like, they were so excited. And it's just like that little thing that it's like, I feel like hospitality. And then like our job is like tech people and like worship people is to make people feel comfortable, feel welcome, mm. um, you know, be able to enjoy the service. So like, away from distractions. Yeah. That's that's where I think new stuff gets in the way. It's when it's yeah. distracting. Yeah. When it's helpful, that's great. That's a great thing to do. 
And the other thing to think about with that too, I was just thinking about it as you were saying that is like, for sure you want to make people or you want to help people like be able to sing when it's appropriate to sing. You want to help people listen when they need to listen. You want to help people engage when they, when they need to engage. And one element of tech ministry that I feel like is oftentimes overlooked by some tech team volunteers is that like everything that you're doing, it's like a leadership role. Like, I don't know if everybody understands that, but like when you're pushing the button for those slides, like you are, you are leading people in singing. Oh yeah. Like when you are turning up the volume on your pastor to speak, like you're leading people into like hearing this pastor. When you're making these shots with your video camera, you're telling a story through the way you crop things and the lighting you use. And it's like, you're really leading people in all that when you're doing light transitions, whatever it is in your church. But, um, it's just so important. Like you're trying to help people feel comfortable to engage when necessary, but you're also leading people into a specific part of service. It may be not on the stage, but you are, you are like working with the pastor. You're working with the worship team. You're working with the whole of the church to like help this happen. So it's just really important. And you want to be able to make sure that if you're going to implement something new, that not only is it helping people feel welcomed and comfortable, but that you can lead somebody in it. Don't try to use a new camera if you haven't used that camera yourself. You know, Don't try to use the, a, a new computer or something if you haven't been spending time with it and feel comfortable if something goes wrong. You want to be able to lead people into it. For sure. Yeah. It's a good word, Riley. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our Restore Tech podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, please text them to 831-244-0333 or email staff at restoreconference.com.